0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. It is your host, the most hopsy baby boy. Bit of a hiatus, and I can tell you right now, that's not on my accord. There was an absolute bit of tomfoolery going down from the head offices in corporate with the project. We had a writer's dispute, if you will. Might as well call it a strike. They tried to strike, but they're not unionized. Once they tried to make that move, I I kiboshed the whole thing. I axed every single other employee in this unit. From the top down, I got rid of them all. So it's just me once again, folks, coming at you live and on location from a back porch in Severingville. Beautiful back porch, if I have you. Sometimes I think it sounds a little, doesn't sound as good sometimes in certain rooms and doors. You know, you got to have a perfect acoustic environment. And uh, that might be what we have right here. Um, so if you hear a little bit of chirping in the background, it's pretty early in the morning here. Um, but it's been too long for an episode. Um, Summer's kind of gotten carried away. It's been kind of a crazy one for me, trying to make a transition. Uh, You know, I'm not going to be playing hockey this fall, so trying to save up some money, gear up for a big move from Ontario back to my native land of Calgary. Uh, It's been a long time coming, and uh, looking to do that probably around, hopefully sometime in October. Looking at an October 1 move-in date, or definitely acquiring a place for October 1st, and getting myself there for good come this fall because it's been a long time. Like, you know, I'm almost, I am not almost, I am 28 years old right now. And I mean, I I left full time when I was 18, but, you know, it's been off and on for a little over 10 years that I haven't been able to live at home where I grew up and around my parents and all my, you know, friends and family I grew up with. So it's a a long time coming. So the focus has been on, uh, you know, saving up some money, getting some stuff uh, figured out for the big move and I have been spending some time up north in Timmins working uh, for Friends of the Show from the past. Uh, that's what I've been doing. I did that last summer a lot too. So kind of been all over the place. It makes it hard to uh, record shows. I know that's no excuse but uh, this show's still always in the back of my mind. Something I want to you know take seriously and uh, have fun with and something that I'm definitely not putting away for good. So sorry about the little bit of a hiatus. I'm sure I Lost some viewership, but um, I'm back. I'm back, and I'm ready to go. And um, <clears throat> I think now, too, me not playing hockey, I think there's me a lot more that I can talk about and will talk about because uh, there's you no, know, there's so many great stories and stuff that uh, go on. But you know, you don't really want to say it when you're still playing hockey, and uh, you know, you just kind of feel like you have that respect factor to the game, especially you know, there's a lot of good stories that were I felt like happening last season. But I didn't really want to touch on them because, you know, it was still during the season. You know what I mean? You know, you almost don't want to like, it just felt weird trying to be an active player and then, you know, talk openly about uh, the team you were on because this isn't a sports podcast. I didn't want to, it wasn't a day in the life of a hockey playing beauty, if you will. No, it's just, but there are obviously great stories that I would have loved to tell. And I mean, there's some experience I had last year, like, you know, getting called up to the ECHL and what a shit show that was, and just kind of you know some scenarios like that that I'm definitely gonna dive into, and we're gonna have some fun, and you know just kind of keep this show rolling. Definitely gonna try to get some more interviews, and I think that moving back to Calgary I think will help that, especially um, you know I'll get uh, my new place there. I'm looking to have like a good actual bit of a setup I don't really want to be this mobile podcaster anymore who just kind of brings my laptop and go wherever I go but you know what <laughs> maybe that's where the story is all right so uh, we, were, we are going to do a big episode on uh, kind of some flashbacks from you know hockey last season and and stuff like that and I know I wasn't playing in the NHL or anything like that for anyone listening but uh, you know I was playing down there in the league that I had a great time with some some great guys and we, and we did some hilarious shit so uh, definitely something to touch on there and yeah, we'll dive into some stories that I don't know why I felt like as a player, I never I never told many of my, active st- my stories from my own, you know, things I see with my own eyes because, I, again, I got weird talking about it when I was still trying to play, so we won't be able to do that, but uh, no, it's, um, you know, it's August 13th here, it's been a long time um, coming for this episode, um, hopefully this one's out late tonight, um, it might not come out until the morning but I'm sure if the time I was going to get it out anyways no one would have been listening to it on the 13th anyways probably so hopefully it's going to be geared up ready to go Sunday there I think Sunday's the perfect release date I've said that many times you know you can you can you can start your week with it you can you can put it off but then you always know that when you're starting your week you know that that podcast came out on a Sunday night so that's definitely the day that I, I, I'm going to yearn to Post on, but you know, I think instead of worrying about the day I get it out, just gonna try to focus on getting more weekly episodes. You know what I'm saying? For you people, for my good friends, the viewers. Hope you've all been well. Hope you're all having a good summer. It has been a fucking hot one, <clears throat> and I don't know where you're all from, where you're listening. Um, just I'm I'm in the Toronto area. I mean, even working up north, past in Timmins, it's just been a scorcher everywhere. I was just down in uh, Philadelphia for a little bit of a vacation with my girlfriend's family, and it was absolutely just like a face melter down there. I don't know what's going on this summer, but it's, it's been hot. It's been pretty dry where I've been. I've been fire bans and droughts and stuff like that, so hopefully you're staying, you're staying cool. But, uh, I mean, summer's summer. I mean, it's better than a big rainy one. Probably not for the farmers, but fuck, I ain't complaining about uh, a little extra heat. But uh, it, it's definitely good, and it, it just feels good to kind of have this microphone back in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Something I can feel good about, right? No, it's time about time to get this finally back. So I'm just going to get at it with the week that was. I, I was going to go on and just start telling hoopity-hoo-ha stories, but uh, I think uh just, just kind of looked at some stories that were absolutely pretty wild to me, and I wasn't planning on doing this, but when <clears throat> I was listening to something yesterday. this, um, And then it came up that, remember that overtime sports league? And for those of you who don't know or aren't, like, Instagram people or whatnot, but it was basically just that – it was that account. It was was an Instagram account, and all they would do, they would just start posting videos of, like, the nastiest high school basketball players. And they would take little clips. They'd be, like, in the gyms across the high school. And, like, I mean, some of these places seemed, like, to be quite the fucking atmosphere for high school sports. Like, they did have highlights of these kids, like, in a packed gym – Chirp in the crowd like all these nasty highlights and I mean me not being a big basketball guy like not knowing much the difference like these kids were like disgusting at a young age and I remember this was a couple of years ago I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back and look when their account started but I mean it has to have been several years ago and I know for a fact they have a massive following because like, I don't even really like I'm not a huge basketball guy but I would see these videos all the time and it doesn't matter if you're into the sport or not like this was it was incredibly entertaining to watch two 17-year-olds like chirping each other at center of court in front of an entire full gym while they're chanting their names. It was, it was very enthusing. But uh, they've done something kind of crazy. They're they're now launching, you know, go back to the account being created. Now several years later, and a bunch of followers and views later, they're now creating the Overtime Sports League. And uh, it's like a – basically they had it went from a social media account and now they're making a league – and they're looking to pay players $100,000. And these players are going to be from the ages of 16 to 18 years old. They're going to have three teams with nine players each. And I'm assuming that they'll play in some sort of like, I don't know if it's like a tournament style, but they're going to do some sort of like like the PLL Cross league where they just kind of like go to different locations and play. I'm imagining that's what they're going to get up to. But basically what they're doing is they're creating like a, another option for good basketball players to go and play at that's not college. And you um, <clears throat> can imagine the colleges are too happy about this, but it's kind of nice to see like there's another option. You know what I mean? In, in, at least in hockey, you know, you can go major junior. You have that NCAA route you can still pursue as well. But I, I mean, it, in my eyes, especially in North America – there's not really another option if you're going to take high-level basketball seriously than try and play good in high school throughout your school career, grade school, and try and get a college scholarship and go D1 and then try and go to the NBA. But if you're going to make $100,000 as a 16-year-old and you were able to do it, and in the process, I'm imagining get like a an insane social media following that you'll be able to monetize for the rest of your life, probably going to be going that route. And the impressive thing about this too is they've dumped like they had a I think I don't know if they had event like they if they have had like an IPO or anything like that, or they have people investing into it, but they've raised, I think, quite a bit of money to have this happen. And apparently six percent of active NBA players are already invested in this league. I don't know what six percent means how many people that actually is. But the fact is it's caught some notoriety from the big docs, the big boys shooting the big hoop. And um, they're also planning on doing a football league and a seven by seven flag football league is it a football league or is it a flag football we don't know and they're also planning on bringing in boxing as well so this is kind of crazy they went for the they kind of did it backwards they didn't build a league and then went for players they kind of built a social media account got some viewers then they created a league when they already have the viewers kind of crazy Kind of crazy. And like realistically, like think about it. <clears throat> their demographics for people like under 20, under 24. But these are people that aren't watching TV. They don't have TV deals. They're probably not watching every NBA game at night as it is. I'm sure they're into the game. They're probably watching the highlights, but these kids probably aren't sitting watching full NBA games at night anymore. They're probably fucking around on their phones a lot more. So this could be kind of crazy. This could be kind of insane. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, This was just kind of – I just heard about this a couple days ago. I'm sure by the time I'm even speaking about it, there's a lot more out on it now. But kind of cool, kind of crazy. And it'll be interesting to see. And, I mean, it's so true, though. Like, when you think about how we've watched sports in the past, it's all based off cable TV. Like, that's how we've had access to it. But now it'll be kind of cool. I mean, of course, basketball is um, the first ones that are smart enough to try and do something like this because, I mean – wasn't the NBA like the first to like allow their highlights on social media? Like, I mean, there's certain leagues like the NHL that just make me scratch their head. It's like, let's like, let's make it as completely inaccessible as we can. And you have to like literally search it out to find interest in your sport. But no, they're going to be able to bring it to them. Like this is going to be crazy and it's going to be something to definitely keep your mind on, but uh, keep your mind on, keep looking at, but it's going to be, it's going to be really fucking cool. And, um, terrible segue but speaking of new spudding leagues one that we focused on last episode in episode number 63 with my good friend Darren from fourth line voice make sure if you have not go check out his show fourth line voice he's coming out with content weekly coming out with the good stuff but uh, last episode we talked a lot on ice wars and um which I did end up buying on pay per view. What a show that was! And I should have done another episode as like a my next episode should have done like a reaction to it because it's been a while, obviously, since I've done an episode, and that was the last one. I literally put it out. It was May nineteenth, and I think it was like a day or two later when the first Ice Wars went down. But um, it was a show the very the very first one, and then um, the, I think it, it it went on pretty well. And it, they've already had their second one, which was last Saturday. So what is it? August 13th. It was a week ago today there. So it was. they've already had a second one. And apparently this one was just, not, just honestly a lot better than the first one. They smoothed out some kinks. But it looks like they're doing a serious go at making this a legit reoccurring event that people are going to try and train for and compete in and be a part of. So <clears throat> that's huge. Darren was down at that event again probably has a bunch of uh, episodes about it if you're looking to check it out but i have recently got a i got a, i got a look at it i'm gonna be able to watch it this week and i'm gonna start do it from start to finish because they had a whole lot more guys fighting in this one uh the last one i believe was a heavyweight tournament this one's a cruiserweight tournament so some varying weight classes but uh there's a bunch of boys there's some big knockouts uh i heard there was a big boy that might have blown up a skate mid-round like uh they had some guys that might have been from more of a boxing background, but nonetheless, AJ Galante, that guy from the you know the famous Danbury Trashers Netflix documentary, the one running this seems to be putting on uh, you know his best foot forward to keep this thing rolling and put on a good event. So, shout out to all the boys up there who are throwing hands. If I was in Alberta when one of these went down, you know, it'd be almost worth considering making the drive up to Edmonton just for like, you know the carny aspect of it all. Me and um, Darren were talking about that recently over text. Like, it's almost like the carny aspect of it is what makes it so attractive to me. Like you know, They're not trying to be like a perfectly polished machine here. They're trying to put on a one-of-a-kind show. And I can tell you right now at the moment, there's no one putting together a product that is hockey fighting without the hockey. And um, people always got a lot to say about hockey fights when they clearly don't know or have never been in one, how hard it is to fight on skates. People are always saying, oh, they're they're, they're wearing helmets. They're they're not landing many punches. They're doing this. They're doing that. I'm like that, like, that's the sport they're playing. That's the style of fighting they're doing. If you don't like it, shut your hole and don't watch it. But you will like it. So give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Um, in other sporting news that absolutely made my jaw drop to the floor, um, Tom Brady is now the last person involved in baseball that was drafted by the Montreal Expos. He's still he's still chucking around 45 years old, if I'm not mistaken, this guy's hurling the football around in arguably the most competitive league in the world. 45 years old, this guy might never shut her down. I laugh when I think of Tom Brady because like this guy is obviously just a hose. He's a pistol. But he walks like he must walk around like when you walk around the halls as Tom Brady, and he's probably felt this way for years. Like he's technically more valuable than, and than the building he's standing in or anyone in the building. Like if you were the owner of the Bucks and you walk down, you have anything to say to Tom Brady? Like he's trembling in his boots. The owner of that team is trembling in his boots. It's so funny. Look, Tom Brady drafted in nineteen ninety five. The 95 MLB draft. That was like the one that I believe like Roy Halladay was in that draft. Like there was like, I don't think there's many guys. There's probably not anyone playing from that draft anymore in the entire league. I was born in 1994. The fact that this guy was draft age in 95 and he's still playing at a highest level. I don't care if you're not a fan or not. He's definitely got to go down as one of the most impressive athletes in history. He might, he has to be the greatest athlete of all time to be able to not only just last it out like this, like a lot of players have stretched their careers out, but this guy was like winning Super Bowls still. I hope he plays till he's 50. It's actually so incredibly impressive to me. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. But um, there's something I have to talk about. It, it's a, it's it's very random, but it actually just, it makes me laugh and it's, it's it you can go from any genre of online video that we are consuming these days. But I, I yeah, I'm going to, give it a standpoint from what I've been noticing. And it actually is, it's really came to my attention in the last couple months, but it's hilarious. And I believe that you guys are all going to be re- to relate to this and whatever online content you're into, whatever you're consuming, like there started to be this kind of behavior that is, inc- it's making me absolutely like, it's almost, it's funnier. I'm glad that they are doing it because it actually, is, it's, it's so unintentionally humorous it makes me so incredibly happy that i cannot almost explain it. and so we all know how social media works these algorithms all this bullshit this data they're tracking they know what you're into they know what you like and they're going to shove it down your throat. so whatever you're into you're going to see a whole hell of a lot of it cuz they're trying to make you stay on that thing get your thumbs buzzing keeping them moving. but um i gotten the roofer, gotten into trades recently in the last couple of years but when I say trades, I mean mostly roofing. So, you know, you can learn a ton online and you can, like, you know, you can YouTube anything. You can TikTok anything. But I've always found, like, the problem with YouTube, so often or not, doesn't matter if you're looking up at how to do something, how to play a guitar chord, anything. You, you get on these YouTube videos and the guy takes, like, 35 seconds, 40 seconds, giving, like, the introduction to his channel, subscribe, hit the like, And then, you know, he might walk you through a bunch of unnecessary steps that, like, if you're looking up what you've looked at, you should probably already know the steps ahead. So you don't need all this explanation. You end up just wasting a bunch of time making you shake your fucking head. But a TikTok and stuff like Instagram videos, like, they don't have the time to waste on all that. So they kind of just get right down to business. And I found for me, like, you know, trying to learn little stuff on, you know, how to do things and how to see how it works. It's a lot easier to, you know, have, have a visual and, you know, TikTok kind of cuts through that, all that bullshit at the start. You don't have to listen to it. So if you're looking for a video of a, you know, how to, you know, cut a shingle or something like that a certain way, you're going to find the answer a lot quicker than waiting through YouTube and then having to hear all these guys yap, yap, yap. And the thing is too, I, I think a, the thing that's made a lot of people, I think more successful on the internet is like things like TikTok and stuff getting shorter making these videos like not have to be so long, not as much production value because a lot of people really aren't that fucking good at this stuff. They know what they know and they catch it on video and we see it and we enjoy it, but we don't have to put much thought into that. Some of these people like really aren't, like I often think about that. Like we'll be watching, you know, we're watching someone who's really good at what they do. Like for example, he might be a roofer who's nasty. nasty. And you can tell that he, this guy like knows what he's doing and knows what he's talking about, but his video creation skills are absolutely zero. And there's a good chance that I laugh, especially with like something like roofs or trades like that, like, like these guys, like their interest very rarely are catering towards video creation. First and foremost, they probably were really fucking good at what they do. They think they're the best. They watch these videos of other guys do it online and they're probably like, fuck those guys. Fuck these jabronis making their videos. If these guys are getting the content buzzing and they think that they're they're good at what they're doing, imagine what I could do if I start uploading my videos. And don't get me wrong, there's tons of people out there that are really good at what they do. And I find like roofing in general is kind of one of those things where a lot of the guys involved are kind of like, how can I be the biggest beauty in the world? Like drink as much beer as I can. You know, very brash. You know how they, you know, pretty much the cliche, it's not too far fetched, especially these guys that are making videos about it for the most part. But there's like, there's, there's some people that actually just make me scream. I don't even want to say the guy's name, but there's this older lad who's, who makes videos. And I've, I've seen quite a few of them. And it's just so easy to say that this guy just like doesn't really know what he's doing. You can tell he's a good roofer. But he kind of shed a light on to me, like maybe a whole other, like, I don't even know if we want to call it a genre, but this guy, he like routinely does videos. And you know how, like, if anyone looks at, like I've mentioned any video, but especially trades videos, guys, guys live off just commenting, being like, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. That's not how we do it here. Yada, yada, yada. You know how it would go. But this guy, like, I've watched like many of his videos now because it makes me so happy. And I'm usually only watching roof videos, not obviously for pure enjoyment, but to, like, you know, learn how to do certain things that I can do at work and shit. But I'm starting to watch this guy out of pure entertainment. And actually, you know what? I'm so happy. I just remember his name. His name's Scott Roofwalker. I don't even know if you'd be able to find him online. You're probably not gonna care. But this guy makes videos and he pre chirps. He pre chirps the people that might comment on his video while he's doing the thing that he's doing in his video. He takes the time to pause what he's doing. He's like about to nail a shingle and then he'll be, he'll stop before he nails and go, Oh, no, I already know what you're going to say. There's going to be no nailing the seam here. Oh, I got to do a cutback. You shut up. You shut up. He literally does full videos and he interrupts himself every three to four seconds. You can't even understand what he's trying to teach you because he's chirping the comment that he thinks he's going to get about what he's doing at the moment it's truly fascinating stuff and then once that happened I started to scream laughing like you can kind of notice people doing that all the time now it's like people are posting up a video maybe it's a guy doing something that he knows is embarrassing and he shouldn't be doing like a dance where he thinks he's looking hot he might have something in the comment like preparing himself or in his caption sorry preparing himself for the comments coming You see it a lot of the times now. People are putting out content prepared for the backlash pre-postage. We live in an incredibly intriguing world right now, folks, where people are slightly obsessed with social media to the point that they go to war mid-video with the potential of backlash. It's an extremely, extremely fascinating world that we are living in today. So pay mind to that now. I bet you you're gonna notice that. Maybe go watch a couple of trade videos. Just read the comments, just to fucking scream and piss yourself a bit. It honestly be worth your time. But though, this last week we um, went down to Philadelphia with uh, my girlfriend's family. Saw a couple of baseball games. Saw the Fightins. Saw the Fightins play a couple great baseball games. Thursday night, might have saw the game of the year. A comeback in the eighth inning against Sandy Alcantara, arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball. the guy We were watching this game, the, the guy they were playing, the Phillies were playing, it was the f- fifth inning, and he had thrown four balls all game. The guy was just dialed in. Baseball, I'm an absolute b- baseball fan, but even if you're not, the, like going to a baseball game live and just like being in that atmosphere with the ho- beer hawkers yelling I- beer here in your face... Get your ass cold, man. Like, there's nothing like that. There's no atmosphere like baseball, and um, it's 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 just such a good time. And honestly, Philadelphia as a whole might be, in my eyes, Philadelphia, in my eyes, is the greatest American city. There's nothing more American than Philadelphia. You walk down the streets of Philadelphia, there's a sign every 14 feet that points you to some historical landmark, which was the first of its kind in North America or something like that. The first bank. The first department store. The first flag maker. The first this. The first fire insurance company. It's it's just something. It's non-stop in that city. Really cool spot. The place of brotherly love. This place doesn't mess around though. They don't mess around at all. I was in, we're out there having a great evening. We were out after supper. We had a couple drinks. And I was in a 7-Eleven. And this guy tries to buy, he's trying to buy an iced tea. But he's trying to pay with like a Venmo or some app like that and like it just whatever he was trying to pay with it wasn't going to work and like I'm not paying attention at all like I'm just the next guy in line I'm there with like my girlfriend my girlfriend's sister and her boyfriend you know we're just trying to get a little snack maybe a Gatorade and you know head up to our hotel rooms and it was pretty late and we'd all been feeling pretty good but then all of a sudden like this altercation it's just like it's you know it's not it's it's more than just a spat at the cashier you know when it's like taking too long taking way too long so next thing you know like these guys are like in each other's face trying to pay with venmo over it was it was literally i can't even stress this enough this is this altercation was over a 710 milliliter iced tea raspberry iced tea nothing to raise your voice over nothing to even like raise your hand with a card and pay for either like you can't be buying that drink in general terrible choice but these guys are going to war over an iced tea and they they're they're not letting down and i'm so intrigued that like i'm standing now the guys come around the counter and he's in the potential customer's face not even a customer because he hasn't paid for shit yet he's in his face trying to get him to pay for it and then he he goes on to say someone cover the cash for me because we're going outside and sure enough they literally Someone had to cover the cash for this guy because he had to go outside and shred his customer over the iced tea that he couldn't pay for. And I kind of wanted to, I was very intrigued to go out. I wanted to go out there and and watch. If I had a heart, I should have videoed the whole scenario, probably went viral. But my girlfriend just, she wouldn't let me go out there for fear of violence. But it was amazing. We watched the whole, like this, I just watched two guys basically, I'm sure they went outside and just started beating the absolute piss out of each other. Over a canceled iced tea payment, The city has something to prove. These people don't fuck around. They know how to fight. They know how to fuck. They know how to love. It's the city of brotherly love. You think they're messing around? No. What a city, though. It actually—it's actually such a good spot. I would recommend anyone going down there. Just the history, the architecture, the beautiful buildings. You just—you like, just feel like you're in a little bit of a blast from the past. They got all four major sports, and what a facility. If you're ever going to do a sports trip, go out there. In Philadelphia, they got the football stadium. They have the b- baseball field. And they have the arena that hosts the uh, hockey and basketball. It's all in the same complex. I don't know why every city hasn't thought that this is the right thing to do. They have an amazing bar called Xfinity Live that is kind of like the hub in the menor. In the, in the center, we'll call it. Have done haven't done this in a couple of weeks, boys, Okay. You know, voice is probably a little trickly here. I'm nervous, right? I'm back on the air. I'm back on the big show. This bar is like a hub called the Xfinity Center. Inside of it, it's got a country bar. It's got this nice lounge restaurant. It's got uh, the Broad Street Bullies Pub. And then the middle of that is like this common area that's just like a bunch of different bars, seats. You can grab food. There's like Philly cheesesteak places, pizza places, chicken places. The place is everything you'd ever need, literally. And then you can go to all these different sports events in one weekend. Maybe you time it right. Maybe there's a concert. There's tons you can fucking do. Philadelphia is only like an hour and a bit away from uh, New York City. I mean, I got, I haven't been to Philly much until this year, and let me tell you, the Phillies got a little bit of a place inside my heart now. And I'd love to just dive right into that full trip, but that's not what this show's for, folks. It's not what it's for, okay? God. Really looking to get some good interviews going here. And like I said, really looking forward to move back to Calgary. Gonna be able to get some more people in person, gonna start designing my own in you know, in house studio. And we're gonna start taking this show so seriously that it's just gonna rival with the big dogs. Even though this this show I don't think it was ever made to do that, this show's purpose is gonna is gonna grow though. It's gonna grow with you, the viewer, and it's gonna grow with me, the host, Hopsy Baby Boy bringing you episode number 64. Just a quick one here today, boys and girls, just a, just a little bit of a tease, if you will. But we're gonna be back for more. We're gonna be more consistent. And I'm gonna get these social media pages a little more active as a way to like, you know, keep me interacting with all my raging massive fans. All right, folks, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> it's always so good to hear from you. Episode number 64 is adjourned. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not even going to listen to it once and see if I sound like hell, because I probably did, and that'll start giving me, you know, the the, the second thoughts, you know, and that's not what we're about here, okay? So, folks, thank you so much, um, and we're going to be even better next week, okay? So take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.